Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc's The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. You can always listen to us during your private time. Hello and welcome kinky and kink curious folk out there. My name is Sir All and today we are back talking to Michelle. And our topic today will be on newbies and what we consider to be fakes in the lifestyle and how some of you who think you're real are fake but you want to be real and we can help you guys uh, with some direction with that. Hello Michelle. Hello. How have you been? Good. It's good to be back. Um, I know it's it's going to be a very interesting free flow because we have no idea how how these things <laughs> go usually. Yes, we don't we don't know. And and this is more of a um, not more about you and or me. This is just more about our experiences with what we see in a lifestyle and. We have talked about that, right? About fakes, and you run a bunch of pages, I run pages, and uh, one of the things that we briefly talked about before we started recording was how um, people come to your inbox, and I was saying how you know there was a time where uh, when the lifestyle really blew up mainstream, I was getting you know these these messages with women like, hey, I want to be your sub, and and uh, here's here's some pictures of my breasts. Here's some pictures of my vagina. And here's a picture of my booty. And what do you want me to do? I get on my knees for you. I, you know, all this kind of freaky stuff. And um, as a man, you know, we like we're visual, more and more visual creatures. So we like seeing stuff. But after a while, it just becomes overkill. And you have like five and six and ten different messages. And you made me feel kind of small because you said. <laughs> <laughs> you get about 150 kind of messages a day. I'm like, well, damn, I need to step it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been around a long time, and a lot of people have read my book so that in the and the blog, so that's why I get so many messages. But out of out of those, only about 10% are real, asking me for advice or help. The other ones, mm-hmm. what I was saying, are the ones that are saying you will be my slave. I am your new master and all this kind of stupid stuff. So it just makes me laugh. That's crazy. That's crazy. And so I think what, I think what a lot, a lot of what gets lost, um, a friend of mine asked me, what's the difference between uh, a dominant and being domineering? And I think being a dominant is almost like being um, what we just know men to be from the past a little bit. Some of what we're losing. A man who knows how to be a man's man, but also knows how to be a gentle giant. And I think a lot of what gets lost is these guys just think that manhood means a woman should do it, do what they say, and cook and clean and those type of things. But they don't really understand how to nurture a woman or to be able to get things out of a woman without telling her bluntly, uh, uh, like going at it with like a hatchet. You know, some of it is very art, you know, artfully laid out. Yeah. Yeah. Finesse. And guys. Right. Right. And I think because of certain 
images and movies that we've seen lately that guys think that being a dominant is just being domineering, which has no finesse to it. And so anyone can be domineering in, a, in any kind of situation, but to be a dominant, you got to have finesse, you got to have some style, and you got to be a little bit of a thinker because not everything can you go at with blunt force. You know, you can't always overpower every situation. So I would never go into a woman and be like, you just going to submit to me um, and, you know, get on your knees like that. You just can't go about it that way. It has to be something that a woman or a sub could be a male sub um, is something that they have to want to do. It's nothing that you can push them to do. And if you do push them into doing it, you need to consider what kind of quality sub that is. Well, if you push if you push anybody into doing something is against their will, that's just abuse. That's right. bullying and that's abuse. That is not in any way, shape, or form any form of BDSM. I mean, yeah, there are parts of BDSM that like humiliation mm-hmm. and that type of thing. But consensual humiliation in a dynamic is completely different from being bullied into a dynamic or, you know, I, I've had uh, this 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 reminds me of something from a, a while back. I had a lady who was in an online relationship, but she had made the mistake of giving her ID, her real ID, her real address, and her, all her real information um, to the the person that she was supposed to be submitting to, her dom, her so-called mm. dom, because he was not a dominant. He was a fake, abusive person. Right. Um, within the first two weeks, she got into what I call sub-frenzy, where she... She was new online. She was bored with her her vanilla life, mm-hmm. but she didn't want to go out into. She wasn't ready to hit the you know BDSM dungeons or bars or anything else like that. Even a munch, she was not ready. Right. So she right. started out online like many people are doing now, trying to learn. Well, within the first two weeks, she hooked up with this. Excuse my language, assholeo. Right. <laughs> and, exactly. And he ended up being so domineering. He was not a dominant. So domineering that he scared the crap out of her. He scared her into a relationship. He Mm. emotionally and mentally, uh, for lack of a better word, cowed her into getting uh, her real information. And he held this information against her. He said, you know, if you ever break up with me, I'm going to come get you, you'll never know when I'm going to come up to your door, Mm. all this crazy stuff. So in the end, she ended up closing every account she had. She had to, uh, she filed a police report and she moved, physically moved locations. That's crazy. So scared. But I mean, this is just how, how a fake mental, um, emotional abuse can happen online from fake dominance. And right. I don't think a lot of the new people realize this. And right. I mean, it's been around for a long time, but if you don't, if you don't realize the science and if you don't try to take your time, you're going to get caught up by at least one or two fakes at the beginning. Yes. 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 It's very easy. And it's very easy for, you know, doms on the other side to, uh, be duped by a fake sub. Whereas though, um, I think people have to realize, and it's something that I think because we're a little bit more mature in life, 
Uh, no, I'm in my mid-40s, and I think we come from a world before social media, before telephones were, you know, cell phones and telephones is crazy. So the inter- our interactions were more based on meeting people. And, yeah. I th- and I think in today's world, it's easier to meet someone from India, Pakistan, or China, or anywhere in the world through the internet. And it makes it feel like by talking to these people through video or through this phone or just through message that you actually have a connection. But some of these people are really recluse. Like they're not really people that are really social. They can be social online because it's passive aggressive, but they're not really people that actually want to go out and meet people. And so it comes a point in time where Dom will meet a sub that he really likes. And I'm guilty of this. I've, I've fallen um, into this. I really, uh, really, found this sub that I liked, you know, she had the look and she had the right conversation and all that. But then when it would come to meet, it would be all these different excuses of why she could meet. Then she faked, she like faked this car accident and all kind of craziness. And I'm just saying to myself, like, I thought we were better than that because in the end you could have just said, look, I mean, I'm just on here for fun. Um, and I really don't want to meet anybody. You know, I just want to play around or whatever. That would have been cool. But the fact that this person went so far into that whole game, then I realized after that, I realized like, wow, like people are really out here, you know, being fake. And so it became a criteria of mine, like, all right, we can talk online or whatever, but I'm not going to act like I can be your dom. We can discuss that once we meet, actually physically meet. Yes. And then we can talk about, okay, being serious and what that looks like, being as though you live over there and I live over here. But until we meet, we're not going to get into this. I'm your dom and then you're putting up, sir, sir, all is my dom and claiming me online and all that craziness. Like, I can't get into that. But I see that these are some of the games that some of these submissives do play. Oh, you you have no. Well, yeah, you do have ideas. Mm -hmm. I get I get messages all the time from somebody who okay they just met a dom this is this is a scenario for a good percentage of the I'm gonna say below 30 35 and below crowd okay because um, I see it a lot more in people that are 35 ish and below than I see it in over 40 um because I'm I'll be 40 this year. <clears throat> 46, uh, but I tell people I'm 29. Um, so anyway, people will, okay, a girl will come online, she's bored with her vanilla life. Uh-huh. She will go online, go into like, join at least a minimum of 10, maybe 20 groups, BDSM uh-huh. lifestyle related. Uh-huh. Will go through and friend all these different dominants, usually um, I'm just going with a, a male dom, female submissive type in this mm-hmm. situation. She'll go through all the male dominants, whether they're attached or not, and send them uh, a friend request, no messages. Then right. she'll get all these, a flood of friend requests. It gives her power. She thinks, oh, I am something special. All these people want me because they right. accept so then she'll make a message and send it to all these dominants. She'll say, I'm new. I want to be trained. 
Um, will you train me? Will you be my dominant online only? Blah, blah, blah. So she'll get, you know, most of the dominance that she friended will be like, yeah, whatever. Right. But you will get a few on the hook. Mm-hmm. So, and instead of, of trying to actually build a friendship first and then trying to build a, a dynamic, she will, they'll, okay, you're my dom. Okay. You're my sub. And within right. like a week or less of joining Facebook and all of these lifestyle groups, mm-hmm. they'll have they'll have a relationship, and all right. the relationship is online. And oh, in every group they show, oh, I love you, so and so. Oh, master, so and so is the best. Oh, my master had me do this, and he bought mm-hmm. me that. They're just they're living a very out loud life online. Right. And all Oops, and they post it for everything. Then right. two weeks later, they comes a big breakup because he didn't like what she said. She didn't like how what task he gave her or whatever. Something mm-hmm. stupid. And they're they're broken up. Even though for two weeks they were the biggest, baddest, best couple on the internet. Right. And I and so, but then a week later, she'll be with somebody else doing that same exact thing. Right. I blame this on. Facebook, and I blame this on a lot of the reality shows that people grew up with that are under 35 because they they lived a more virtual online life than we ever did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They and it's now people are yeah I I have a lot of connections online. Most of my uh, people that I talk to are online mm-hmm. uh, and. I've got a couple of actually really good friends and I met my padrone online. I mean, I'm American. He's Italian. I live in Italy, Uh, but we had a friendship for a long time before I ever asked him to be my dominant. We had a connection. We built a friendship and we built, you know, uh, a relationship before I ever, I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, obviously, Mm. but I would not be here. I've been I've been with him for eight years this year in August, um, and never happier. Right. But had I been dom hopping, I, is that dominant hopping? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> dom hopping. That's the first I heard that term, but I like it. If I was dom hopping or dominant hopping every couple of weeks, because oh. I'm with dominant A, but I don't like that he doesn't call me back when I want him to call me back. So I brush him off and I get my virtual caller back and I go two or three days. I find dominant B. Ooh, dominant B is so good, but mm, dominant B is not doing exactly what I want or exactly what I need. Um, And do you see where I'm saying with Mm -hmm. this? If I'm a submissive or a slave, but I'm thinking me, 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 how is that submissive right in a relationship right that's the other thing that that i've noticed a lot of and i'm you're going to get a lot of blowback on this but i'm okay. going to say a lot of females out there are extremely selfish oh, a lot well, of the mm-hmm. new online submissives that say they're submissives are extremely selfish because 
they are mostly the ones that I've seen, the questions I've been reading online in all these different groups. And I'm in a bunch of groups, not right. just on Facebook, but um, on a lot of alternative sites that are, you know, kink space, fat life, right. uh, different other things. And, but especially on Facebook and Instagram, it's, it's more of a, a visual and a fetish thing. And a lot of these people who think they're submissive do not act submissive. They act like a selfish little girl who, if she doesn't get what she wants from her dominant, she's going to go find another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see that. Um, I, I've never seen the relationship thing play out as much as I do on Instagram. And it's funny because Instagram is really just pictures. It's not built for conversation. Now, Facebook is built for conversation. Yeah. But I, I just couldn't get it. Like I was, you know, I would see people like, oh, they're an online um couple. And I'm like, all right, cool. Have they met? And they like, no, they don't they don't they haven't met and this is what they've been doing for a year or two. And I'm just thinking to myself, I mean, God, that's a that's a hard road road to, you know, walk if you I mean, no touching, no kissing and mm-hmm. I mean I don't I don't know how real that was and as a man, I don't wanna even make myself think that uh, this person is not, you know, is not going to engage someone else physically. Like it's just kind of hard for me without without us having to meet first and have that kind of, you know, contact for me to think that someone that I have never met physically and touched physically, yeah, actually would save themselves for me. Like it doesn't sound right. I wouldn't even make anyone believe that I would even do that. Um, but I've seen a couple try to play that game, and they were together for two years. She lived somewhere. In East Europe, he lives somewhere on the West Coast, and it was just all a game. And I was like, "Dad, babe, like if he, if he hasn't made a way to come see you in two years, or bought you a ticket to come here, and it might be harder to come here than it is to go there." I was like, "It probably ain't gonna happen." Like, what man would be so enthralled with a woman the way he is online and not try to see you? You telling me in two years he couldn't have made no way to see you, and if he can't afford it, then he can't afford to be with you. I mean, in that way. Well, there's a lot of people that get their that get their emotional and mental needs met um, just by doing online stuff. They have the they think they have the best of both worlds. If you think about it, because on and on, I know for you it's a it's a physical thing too. But a right. lot of especially women nowadays, mm-hmm. um, they want the mental and emotional. I don't want to say support, but support, excitement, feeling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that they get from from being uh, owned or being a part of a dynamic. Mm-hmm. Something sometimes a lot of them literally will never be together physically because mm-hmm. it's impossible because one or both are married and the right. spouses don't know anything, or one or both have kids. And they're single parents and they can't travel with their kids or mm-hmm. one or both doesn't have enough money or they can't get off work long enough or whatever. Just the logistics don't work. Right. But I, I've seen I actually know somebody that's been in an online relationship for about four years. They've mm-hmm. never met in person. OK. Um, neither is married, but she has kids. He has kids. One of them lives in the U.S. One of them lives in Europe. 
And with all the the immigration crap going on, it's been virtually impossible for one to get to the other. Oh, right. They don't have the money to, and they're actually they actually call themselves engaged. They say mm. they're engaged, and but they've never met in person. Mm. So, you know, if that makes them happy and that makes their 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 lives fulfilling, and they actually don't cheat on each other, or I mean, if they if they or if they have an agreement and they say, hey, you can get your uh, for lack your, of a better word, mm-hmm. physical needs met mm-hmm. um, by somebody else, as long as your emotional and mental needs stay with me, that's fine. There's a lot of people that are like that, you know. There's a lot of polyamorous people, younger polyamorous people nowadays, also. Right, and you know, I don't, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you're realistic about it, right? And I just think. When you're, you can be like that, but if you're online acting like, you know, like, like we had said before, like, um, someone tries to speak to her, she's like, oh, this guy's trying to talk to me. And then you're like, oh, yo, guy, you can't be trying to talk to my girl. Da, 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 da. It's like, <laughs> just kind of, it's just a little too ridiculous. Um, it's just, that's what I'm saying. Grown yeah, people. And you, what we, what we were saying before uh, we started the actual conversation, grown people who send a friend request to somebody out of the blue, okay, you can either accept it or not accept it. But right. where are you going to go into a group or complain or act like a little kid? Like, my mommy said, I can't be friends with you, so stop sending me friend requests. My right. daddy is gonna beat you up if you don't leave me alone. That type of no, thing. No, right, right. You're grown. You are a grown right. person. Don't instead of, I mean, tell your dominant about it if they want to know about it, but or about obscene messages you may get. But unless, you, I mean, you can put a block on the person. You can hit the block button. Do not respond. Uh, don't accept. Uh, it depends on what social media site you're on. Uh, right. On Pinterest, you don't even have to accept. They say so and so wants to send you a message. You say no. Right. I mean, I get literally, I get all this stuff every day, and I cannot imagine having to go to my vagina and say, okay, this one sent me a dick pic. This one wants right. to be my manager. This one said he wants naked pictures. This one, I mean, literally, if I did that with all the messages, he'd look at me like, are you crazy? You grown? Yeah. Do it. Yeah, go ahead handle that. Right. And so, all right. So let me ask you this question, right? Off, or saying off of that. So some of it seems like some of these some people are like, "Oh, right, I'm a submissive, and I don't make decisions for myself. Daddy makes decisions for me, or my surge does make decisions for me." But it seems like they give up even the smallest of decision making, like that, like. Okay, someone sent me a message, inappropriate, block and delete. You know, it's easy just to do that. And it says something about the person who one thinks that they just can't make those kind of decisions for themselves anymore. And two, a, a dominant that actually wants to know every little person that actually comes there and actually go out 
on, on social media and actually try to argue with somebody that you're never gonna that you're never gonna physically meet. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, we in the same city, that's different, right? But if yeah. and we had some and we had circles that I can really get to you. But if you're like in East Bubble, if you're in Italy, if the guy's in Italy and he's trying to talk to my sub here, I mean, what, what can I do? I'm going to get on a plane and go fight him? Like, it's just kind of <laughs> ridiculous. But people like that kind of interaction. I just don't think it's um, productive. And I don't And I don't want to just say it's, I don't, I just, the ego is really crazy. Um, to me, especially it's not part of the lifestyle. To me, the people who do that are not, are not, people are going to hate this word, are not real lifestyle, real kinksters. They are wannabes, they are players, because if you can't trust your sub enough to make decisions, why are you with them? How can you trust them if you ever get together in real life? Right, right. If you can't trust your dominant enough to, you know, either even have... Padrone gets people sending him messages, not as much, because he doesn't really like social media. He's He goes on social media once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, because he's he's doing literally a bunch of other stuff. Right. Um, but, he when he goes on social media, he'll get, say, if he gets a message from some female going, I'm a submissive, will you be my dominant? He'll just, he'll just block it. Or if he gets like repeated, repeat. Mm-hmm. He had this one person who had, oh my goodness, I think she had about fifteen to twenty different accounts. But the and and sent him all the kept sending him message after message. When he didn't answer, he would just block. So, right. but he didn't get aggravated or pissed off. He just went and blocked the person whenever he went on social media. Or he said he would go uh, tell me. Go look at, let's say Facebook. Go look at my mm-hmm. Facebook messages and go delete that crap or block right. them or whatever. Right. He would tell me to go do it because he didn't want to deal with it. Right. So this is my thing. If you can't trust your partner, be it dominant, submissive, master slave, baby girl, daddy, whatever. If you can't trust them enough to follow your rules, how can you have a relationship? Well... So now, so that goes into a whole nother thing, right? Well, um, the next part about that is, um, it's, 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 I trust my control and I need to be able to control everything. I trust only the things that I can control and I need to know everything about you. I need to know, have all access to everything you have because I can trust that control. Like guys Guys are not confident enough in what I'm saying to you. You'll follow those orders direct. And it's partic- in particular, a guy is dealing with a woman that has some kind of wayward kind of behavior or he just don't trust her. So no matter how much control she gives him or how much access she he, she gives him, he still don't trust it because he don't really think that she's going to really do what he says 100% all the time. Exactly. And how can you, when the base foundation is communication and trust, that is two of, and consent, the three right. foundations of any BDSM dynamic, well, heck, right. any relationship, but especially in a BDSM dynamic, if right. I cannot 
trust you enough to, yeah, okay, um, I have, let's say I'm a dominant. I've never been a dominant, never will be, but let's be hypothetical. I'm a dominant and I have to have every email password, every social media password. I want a copy of all the texts you receive, everything. Right. Because if I don't have that, I don't feel secure. Sure, right. I mean, that's to me, that's total BS because mm-hmm. if you can't trust your sub enough, if okay, say in the beginning, after a few weeks, you have access to their stuff. Okay, fine. You're going to get bored trying to handle your business and their business all at the right. same time. Right, right. There, a normal person cannot do this. I do not care who you are, how much time you have. If right. you have a job, if you have friends, you have family, you have kids, you have stuff you have to do, there's mm-hmm. no way you can spend that amount of time on social media handling your business and their business. Right. I mean, myself, if, okay, I spend an average of, and the only reason I know this is because Apple told me, about, <laughs> eight, about eight and a half to nine hours per day online doing mm-hmm. various online stuff. But that's because that's my job. Right. I'm, you know, I I I'm online writing, I'm online researching, I'm online answering questions or participating in discussion groups or, you know, uh mentoring people, having or having fun looking at stupid memes. I mean, I I'm I'm constant, but it's not all in one shot. But Okay, then you have to sleep. So that's another eight, nine hours mm-hmm. for me anyway. Mm-hmm, I have to sleep mm-hmm. that much because of the epilepsy. So right. that's 18 hours a day. So then I also have to exercise, clean house, you know, serve my padrone, uh, right. get my dog. I have three dogs. So I have to take them out, feed them, give one medicine because she's like really old. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just literally not enough time for, for the in the day to for me to stop all my <laughs> stuff. Um, could you, so this is what I'm trying to get. If you don't, this is one of the, of the things that people are going to say, no, but I like my dominant controlling. Okay. But after a while, if he doesn't chill out some, that should tell you something. Right. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, even in a real life situation, um, when I first came here, my padrone was a lot more controlling of me. But right. Because we had never lived together. When you okay. never, when you had never lived, I mean, we had been together as an online couple for a while. But okay. We'd been friends for a year before, and then online couple for about eight months or so and then I finally made the transition to here right. um live together so when we right. first we had to get into a rhythm because even though I'm the slave and he's the master that doesn't mean he he can't um uh do give and take right that's the word I can't think of the word in English he can't um give a little bit he doesn't have to stay a stone, a rock. Oh, like, yeah, uh, oh, leaveway, leaveway, cooperation, Flexi- cooperation yes. flexibility, leaveway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you cannot a a person who has no room for leeway or cooperation, if they're a dominant or a master, will never have a lasting relationship. 
I don't care who you are, because right. if you if you don't cooperate on your on some rules, if you don't cooperate on some things like stupid little household things like um, leaving the toilet seat down or right. or um, you know putting the the um, sink the little faucet in the the sink you know how you have a faucet that turns left and right when you have two sinks yes. in the kitchen uh-huh. leave it on the right side versus the left side the side I mean, right yeah little simple little, stuff just little simple silly stuff that you you might be rigid on or it might bug the crap out of you because this is just you know you you're you're 40 years old and you or 30 and you did this way your whole life life right right so you want you want things a certain way and he wants your your partner wants things a certain way so you got to come to some kind of agreement because if you don't life will be miserable yeah it's gonna be and and you know what and you do need that time and i and i do understand that my uh my ex-wife when um when she moved here from brazil i was a little bit more overprotective of her just walking out and just going any place because I wanted her to kind of understand the environment that she was in um, and how she might be looked at and how people might receive her. Um, And, um, and so that, so I do understand that, but as time went on, I wasn't as rigid, you know, I was was more relaxed, but for the first three months, I was a little bit more on her. Like, yo, you gotta be a little more aware, you know, a little bit of this and culturally this, we have some cultural differences you know, uh, that you need to understand. And so that was more why, yeah, that was more why I was more overprotective early on. But as time went on and she, and she figured it all out, I was cool with her doing whatever she wanted to do. Right. In that way. Mm -hmm. And that's different. I mean, when, when you are, let's go back to the online onlys. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of the online onlys, they are the ones that last. They their dynamics actually change and flow with to fit each other's lifestyle. So because say somebody has a job working at night and one has a job during the day. Right. In the beginning, your communications are gonna be one way, one thing. But if somebody if somebody else is uh, job turns today and you're both in the day, depending on the time zone you're in, your communications mm-hmm. are going to be different. Different, right. You might not be able to send the email at this time. You might not be able to, um, you know, get your task done if you have task or whatever. It, it's just, you have to be flexible because if you're not, then to me, that's, that's could be a small form of abuse and rigidality. Right. You can be rigid in some of your, in a lot of your, your things, your rules, mm-hmm. your expectations, things like that. As long as you're submissive or you're dominant, I mean, it goes both ways. As long as each person agrees. But if you cannot be flexible and you say you have to do it or I'm going to punish you, you have to stay this way, I'm going to punish you. That's not. Right. That's not. That, that's turning into abuse and a control freak. Right. So let me ask you, um, so do you think it's possible for a, a, a person who's supposed to be a dominant or a dom to actually learn that, learn 
to trust their own process in a way of selecting the right sub that you know wants to not only just submit to you, but also really listen to you. And I know that's a different thing, right? Because here in the States, you know, the women, the men and women in the United States are just different from all over the world. Women in other places tend to be a, tend to be a little less aggressive and a little less, and, and, or, and I, in my experience, have been a little more willing to listen to a man than- Not necessarily. And I'm not saying all, I'm not saying all, I'm just, I'm not saying all, I'm just saying that they're a little less prone to challenge your authority. Um, not if you're Italian. Italian. Not if you're Italian. I don't have a head. They have the, the ones, the real Italian women in mm-hmm. Italy, they will be on you in a heartbeat if, if they, they will, it, it'll sound like they're fixing to rip your head off if you piss them off. Oh my goodness! Are you serious? I'm serious. I've seen it time and time and time and time and time again. It's just like any society. You, um, yeah, America is way different when it comes to sports measurements, um, right. food values, a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of that stuff. But for Western women, Western culture, civilization, I honestly think that the the European women. Uh, Western, not Eastern European, Western European, we're talking, you know, Italy, France, Spain, mm-hmm. UK for now, uh, mm-hmm. Norway, Sweden, all the, you know, these types, they're very independent and they have their own minds, but they are, and they're not afraid to tell you, you know, what they mean, but right. it's the, 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 I think they here it they have a better how do i say it they have a better foundation of back of a family backing them right. so they the culture is different in that way right so a lot of the us it's it's me 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 you 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 if you're in trouble a lot of the fan, a lot of times your family be like i got my own problems deal with it right and right what in my experience that i've seen um but here, a lot of times, the the a lot more times, if the the female will have the backing of of their family, so they they feel more enabled to get away with certain things, mm-hmm. like being more mouthy or independent. Yeah. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. No, I was laughing because it's funny how different it is. I lived 38 years in the U.S. Yes, right. Eight years in Italy, so it's culture shock. Yeah, um, I've traveled in a lot of different places and dealt with, um, you know, just interacting with different people and different cultures, and it just seems to be, and I haven't dealt with Italian girls, and I've heard and I've had Italian girls uh, that I've met uh, online and a couple um, in my city, but you know they like they just spicy girls. And I mean Italians and and uh, Latinas are um, are like the same. They have a very touchy feely culture. They're you know they're very into food. They're passionate people. So yeah, I get yeah. that. But even at, even at saying that, they have a level of 
And maybe because you're right, it's more of a family dynamic. They've held, they've really held on to their family units more than America. Americans, Americans are more um, individualized now. So maybe it's the family dynamic that has people understanding what level to kind of stop and not go past. Or you know what, if I got a man, then I know I can go this far, but let me not go too far. And if I have a woman, then I know how far I can take her, but I shouldn't go that far over. And I think certain cultures have had a a way of um, the general population almost has a way of maintaining that. And uh, where we are dealing with more of a divide a little bit here. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's just that's a whole another thing. The, the, the reasons why Americans are the way we are. But I think that. Um, other cultures, as far as in a relationship aspect, they have a little more trust with one another when it comes to certain certain things that go on in relationships than we do. I think we've kind of lost our way here with that, which is fine. And I think that we need to start redefining what relationships are and what's, you know, and what's acceptable or not. Because I don't think the old paradigms are really working for people now. And that's why we see so much um, craziness and then people trying to be these guys that want to be doms. And, and like, I had this conversation with a couple guys and they were like, you know, people will say I'm a dominant guy, but really I'm just a guy. I'm just a man, you know? And I just like to have things a certain kind of way. If you want to call me a dominant, that's fine. But I don't have to be, you know, overbearing or blah, blah, blah. You know, I just like things a certain kind of way. I treat my woman with respect. I like her to do what I ask her. And then there's certain guys that I would consider dominant men that aren't in the kink at all. And then there's guys who are in the kink that I don't think are very dominant at all. And so I think <laughs> that, so I think we have this this bad balance now going on because you have guys who are kinky, but they're not really dominant. And we got guys that are dominant, but they're really just domineering. They're not really dominance. They're just domineering. And so we're we're, we're losing that balance. And then on, and then and then to wrap it all up, when you put Facebook and social media in the mix. It allows you to be passive aggressive. It allows you. And and because there's so many women, you know, you hear that. So many women. A guy is like, there's 20 women. I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to send a dick pic to all 20 of these women. Someone might say, ooh, ah. And that's the one I want. It's like hunting with a a bazooka. You're going to shoot the bazooka. You're going to hit something. You know, you might not, you, you know, you're not, you're not very, your focus isn't really narrowed down. You're just looking like you said, for someone to just do whatever you want. And there's somebody out there (laughs) naive enough, attention-seeking enough, that's willing to play that game. And then people end up ultimately kind of getting hurt because I think women have better intentions uh, overall when when I'm talking about these interactions with subs that are kind of newbies or don't know what they're doing. I think the women have more of an understanding of what they want and it has nothing to do with really causing hurt um, than men do. I think men just don't give a shit. They're going, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's my day. You know that? Get on your knees. You know that? All right, fuck. Bye. You go on to the next one. You know, that, uh, we're, mm-hmm. go ahead. I, I, I kind of agree and I kind of disagree on that one. Okay. It depends on the, the women you're talking about. In America, I think the women and men are going away from the core values of BDSM so far away that they're making a whole different, I don't know what kind of lifestyle, but it's not BDSM. 
because we talked right. about this last time. Last time, mm-hmm. uh, these women are that only submit to things when they feel like it. Women right. that call themselves submissives and slaves, but only submit it to a um, direction or a task or punishment or whatever or rule if they feel mm-hmm. like it. If they don't right. feel like it, they're not going to, but they still call themselves submissive. Or right. uh, they people who make up all these new titles and new roles and try to redefine what a dom is, what a submissive is, what a slave is. I mean, you cannot redefine this. This has been for thousands of years. It might not have had a title, but the roles have been been stuck in stone. And from what I've seen from my interactions of European and Asian culture versus American culture, right? They, anybody, everybody else but America is is sticking more to the old guard traditions, old traditions, and people are going to be pissed off about this too. Um, because versus saying, oh, I'm a primal princess brat and, you know, I can do whatever I want. I can follow my dom sometimes and then other times I'm not going to. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Exactly. Or topping from the bottom. I see, I see this crap all the time and they don't think it's a problem. There, there are people out there that call themselves doms. Oh, I like my princess being a brat. I like her disrespecting right. me and doing what I... Well, then you're not a dominant. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. Not. Right. Right. You're not supposed to like it. Exactly. And this this is one of the things that... I get a lot of hate mail for this because I stick to the old traditions. Yes, I am open to new things. A lot of people think online only relationships are total BS that you can't have a mental connection or emotional connection with somebody online. Well, if you spend enough time talking to them through messages, through phone calls, through video chats, like long distance relationship, you really can mentally connect and emotionally connect with somebody. But if you're trying to live a dynamic in then you're just trying to make up whatever kind of rules you want to as you go. Yeah, that's not really BDSM. I mean, you can call it BDSM, but it could be DMSB or whatever. Mm -hmm. You you have to call it something different because it's it's not what it is. Right. And that's the thing that I don't know if the, the younger people, Americans that are getting into the world today, I don't know how the community is going to be in another 20 years. Right. That's what scares me. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think this whole height of all this is going to die down, and then something else will pop up. I think, like you said earlier, you know, polyamorous is starting to be a big thing amongst younger people. So it's oh, going to be non-binary something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you don't know if you're a male or a female. Huh. That, that's, that, another, mm. that's a whole nother thing that's, that has mm. nothing to do with this but mm. that, that, that's the, the things that I don't that that currently are getting bigger than that, just BDSM the communities of non-gender based people that are polyamorous right yeah it's 
I think people are just struggling with, I think women have gotten to a point where they're just like, okay, men are going to have sex with other women. That's kind of what life and relationships is part of. It's a realistic part of dating. And I think that polyamorous allows people to kind of just be more accepting of, of certain situations. And I think that, um, like, guys like that polyamorous thing, right? But we don't want our woman to be fucking nobody else. Exactly. Um, you know, that's that, that's, that's, I don't agree with. And there's couples that I know that are purely polyamorous that both the husband and the wife both have uh, other partners. And yes. they're cool and they're cool with it. And that's the way it should be done. Um, but most dudes don't want to share women, but they want to have another woman. So they don't want to share their woman, but they want to have other women. And yes. it's just a, it's a hard balance. And I think there are women who get with those kind of guys who kind of say they're with it to have a man and just are automatically going thinking like, at least I know what he's doing. And I have some kind of control over that. If he tells me what he's doing, if you bring him to the bedroom, then I can kind of control that. Uh, exactly. opposed, to, opposed to, I don't know what he's doing, but I know he's into something. That's more dangerous to a person's mind than actually, like, some people, like, out of sight, out of mind. And some people, like, in sight, in control. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. As far as polyamory and BDSM is, is concerned, to me, I think it's two different, it's two different lifestyles. Um, you don't have to be polyamorous to BDSM and you don't have to be in BDSM to be polyamorous. Um, as far as polyamory or poly anything is concerned, if you and your partner are 100% on board with each other and agree, you have, you have a, not only a verbal, but a written agreement of rules. Cause I honestly think if you are going to get into something like this, you should have a written agreement because you always help you have something visual to go back and say oh well is this acceptable or is this not acceptable or hey i'm feeling after a certain amount of time the rules i'm feeling we need to kind of change take away or what modify this set of rules but as long as the however many people are all on the same page with these rules and everybody's in agreement with whatever rules you come up with it's fine right but the, the thing about it is if you're a dominant and you have multiple subs, mm-hmm. you have to be able to give every single sub the same amount of attention, the same amount of caring, the same amount of everything. And un- unless you have an agreement with that sub, you have, say you have a, one sub that's a live-in. Right. And your dynamic is definitely going to be different than one that is just come come around every now and then to do a scene with you right but so that that you know there's so many different combinations and variations but the the main thing is for poly especially in bdsm is everybody has to be on the same page right i've seen so many people not on the same page and i've seen so many not only dominants but submissives submissives will be like oh i'm with alpha a over here but i'm going to talk Sir B and Master C at the same time, time as long as right. Alpha A doesn't figure it out. Right. And this thing is like you can't serve two masters at the same time in this lifestyle. And I think one so 
to bring it back to where you know where we're going, where we're at with this is like somehow through the visuals we've mixed polyamory with BDSM. So when you mention that you're into BDSM, people automatically think that that's blended with poly, multiple sex partners. And I'm sure you've heard this. Oh, you have a sir. Does he have other women too? Yes. You know, if I say I'm a sir, I'm a dominant. People are like, well, do you have more than one sub? You know, like that's a thing for people. And it's like, listen, if if and and I have to educate them on poly and poly and and um, DNS is, is BDSM is completely different. Yeah. It's only it's only through the visualizations are they connected to the two. Some people do do that. Some people have sessions with multiple subs and blah blah blah, or it's a or it's a a, a dominant with a alpha a alpha sub, what we call it, alpha sub, who has a who they play with uh, another sex partner, blah blah blah. But I was like, but for the most part, a DNS relationship is really still based one on one. Yep. You know, because you got to have a strong connection, even if you're going to bring another woman or another sub into this dynamic, you and your main one better be on the same page all the way because all those trust issues and those things all come into play. And there's there's rules about it. Yep. Your relationship will have no harmony. You will always be in conflict if you are not in agreement with all Mm -hmm. your subs. Right. Or or, right. or your dominance. Now, there are, you said a, a sub can't have multiple masters. Well, I've actually come across several that actually do that. Um, in the situation of a, a master and a switch, a lot of times they will take a completely submissive as a third or mm-hmm. a slave. Mm-hmm. So the switch will be able to dominate as well as the master. I've, I've, uh, um, in kink parties or at BDSM dungeons, I've seen a married couple that are mm-hmm. both dominants, mm-hmm. and they have a submissive they play with, mm-hmm. or they play with different submissives mm-hmm. um, in scenes for S and M, but they don't do any penetration. Right. I mean, there's so many different levels to this cake mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. just you know. You, we, there's no way we can ever talk about everything. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I had a friend of mine. She's a um, a newly divorced um, woman who now really wants to, you know, live in a lifestyle. And one of the things that she said to me was, "Oh, I met this. Um, I met this sub. She talks to me. She's really been positive. She has a master, but she's really been positive to me, talking to me about, you know." get my mind right, you know, get myself back, you know, healthier thinking, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. And then she says, uh, well, her, she wants me to meet her master. I'm like, all right, well, that sounds good. You know, she's coming to me for advice. We talk, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, like, oh, they want me to go to a play party. I'm like, all right, well, you know, be careful. Um, if yeah. you trust, if you trust her. Now she met her originally, let me go back a little bit. She met this up for coffee. And they had a conversations so all they all hit it off well they had already been talking through the website so she pretty much got comfortable with her enough like that cool they said like oh we're gonna go to a play party but we're not gonna play together blah 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 they go to the play party all that goes well but now at the play party the master is like yo i, I want to bring her in as a um as a slut 
as a pain slut or whatever. Oh, right. It's a pain slut, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So the sub, his main sub is now feeling a certain kind of way about her. Now she's acting indifferent to the to the to the woman that I'm cool with. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, you didn't know the whole time she was vetting you for both of them. But I was like, the problem is the fact that she's insecure, feeling a certain kind of way about you shows you a few things. Number one. The whole her vetting you is all for him is all him. Yeah. And that, and now that he actually says, man, he kind of interested in you. Now she's getting territorial. Yep. But if she's feeling territorial, it ain't it ain't for y'all. And I was like, listen, you don't really need to go no further in that situation because it ain't gonna be good. Cause she's already feeling a certain kind of way about you. And y'all were cool before you even met him. And now she's acting indifferent because he actually has a liking to you. He actually has taken a liking to you. And that's an uh, issue for her. See, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. It's if 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 you're this is why I don't I don't get you you're a submissive and you're dominant, it pushes you into taking another male or a female, vetting another male or a female for your dynamic. Right. Why would you do it if you're not into it? Right. Put your foot down and say, no, I don't care if you're a slave. I don't care if right. you're submissive. You're not a doormat. Right. You have, right. you are a grown person. You have your right. own emotions and thinking and what's your hard limits. And if the mm -hmm. person, your dominant keeps pushing you to do it, then maybe you need to check them and say, look, right. I'm in a respectful way. I wouldn't go say, look, fool, I ain't doing that. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Go up into, I mean, unless that's the only, you know, way that they'll listen to you. I, I would not suggest that, but I would definitely put my foot down and say, no, we're not going any further. I'm not comfortable with having a third. I don't care if they're male or female or whatever you're looking for. And it ain't happening. That's the thing that a lot of these new, this is the extreme of all these new people coming in. One side will be they're they're like doormat. They're like do whatever you want, run over with me with a truck, take all my money, you know, rob me blind, whatever, beat me, I'll be happy. Right. <laughs> then you got this other extreme. This yes, I'm a submissive, but you're do what I tell you to do. Sure, I'm not right. doing anything unless I want to do it. And I don't like this rule. I might go follow this rule. This rule, and eh, we don't need that type of thing. Uh, there, there's. Very few that's been coming into the lifestyle that that actually follows the actual values of true submission. Mm -hmm. And yes, there is negotiation. There is, you know, it's not all one-sided. What the dominant wants, the sub or slave does. It's not right. like it should not be like that. If it is right. like that, you need to reevaluate something. So, so let let me all right. So let let all right. So let's talk to the people about um, how not to be fake and how not to be duped. So, what are some tips about vetting that you will offer people? Because, like you said, you you knew your you knew you knew your padroni a long time before you decided to meet him. Before you decided to get up and move from one country to another. Um, and I just heard today there's a young lady uh, that met some guy in Chicago who she's going to go to be in a polyamorous relationship and be married. 
So I was like, Ugh, I don't know if you can be in a polyamorous relationship, a married. I don't know if you could be married in a polyamorous relationship in Chicago. I mean, I think that you could be married in a polyamorous relationship in Utah because no, it's a more all fifty huh? states. In all fifty states, right? All so, 50, if one mm-hmm. is already married, legally mm-hmm. married to somebody, you can't get re- you. They can't marry anybody else. And you know, and that's what I was thinking. But I was thinking maybe Utah is different because it's a Mormon state. But I didn't want to just shoot it down. You know, but this is the kind of stuff that is going on and people just don't know how to properly vet and get proper information. Like, okay, if you're going to marry into a polyamorous relationship, kind of the information about the country, America, and what their their laws are on marriage is kind of out there. Right. And I mean, we just passed underneath Obama same sex marriage. And like this is information that you can go online and get and for a person not to do their due diligence through Google alone to find out the truth about that and just believe these people, believe this couple or just this dude and selling all this stuff in the country that they're in, selling all this stuff, making arrangements for their daughter to go somewhere, someone up like this is kind of crazy. So oh, what yeah. would you say? So what would you say is um some proper vetting? tips like you know how would you first of all i would say patience is one but what would you say is a a good way to vet okay if you're vetting dominant or submissive and you're online first thing would be to fill out a limits list you have to make sure that your limitations wants needs and expectations are not the exact same but close to your potential partner because right. it let's use polyamory. If one partner, dominant or submissive, says, hey, I'm into doing multiple people at the same time, and the other one's like, nope, you're with me, you're with me. Well, that's one thing that you don't have in common. Right. The next thing would be, I would, I would have to say, would be ask them what if it's especially if it's an online only relationship and you're not going to see people see them in right. person you right. have to make sure that yeah. they are who they say they are make right. sure that they are uh if they won't give you their name red flag if they right. won't give you a picture of them red flag right if after a while they will not uh chat online with you mm-hmm. red flag. right because right. I mean, yeah, you might want to wait a month or two after you're talking to a person to say, hey, oh, well, you know, our our likes and dislikes and, you know, attitudes mesh well together. So let's let me give this person a real first name and a and let's video chat to see how they come across online. Um, patience and taking your time is the, the most important thing. Right. The other thing you can do is. Uh, and this might be a little bit extreme, but if you're thinking about moving across the country to be with somebody um, and live with them, do a background check. Yeah. You can, do a, you can do it online. There are so many sites online you can do a background check, and it'll tell you if they have, they're married or divorced. It'll tell you if they have criminal records. It will tell right. you all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, do a background check on them. If, if they uh if it comes back clean hey you're fine um right. and tell them tell the person be up front say yo 
so-and-so, I'm going to do a background check on you. Is there anything I should know first? Right. If they, if they get pissed off about you doing a background check, maybe there's something in their past they don't want you to know. Maybe, part, right. maybe you should take a step back and reevaluate your situation like, oh, do I really want to continue if they're getting all pissed off? Because if somebody, if you say, hey, I'm going to do a background check on you before I commit my life to you, uh, right. commit to moving across the country, giving up my you know, house, job, whatever, and start a whole new life, I need to make sure you're who you say you are. So you are, right. Exactly. Because there are people that are very, very good at covering who they really are. And, and so your best bet is to, to do it. And if they get all pissed off, offended, offensive, or go on the, the attack, that's a red flag. Right. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I, I like background checks. I like, you know, asking very um um I wanna say um uh, very deep questions, you know, there's the draw there's certain questions that you can ask to draw those things out, but um One state to the next, uh, not even one state, one country. You're breaking into the polyamorous relationship. Like you need. Can you hear me? Yeah. Now I can hear you. You were breaking up there. I'm sorry. Um. All I heard was. It, it I was, was saying that. Uh. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I was saying uh, that. Yeah, you need to make. sure um what was i saying i'm gonna have to edit this stuff out but what i basically what i was trying to say is uh you need to ask very intrusive questions and yes. um and and if someone is moving from like one country to the next and they're like oh well i'm i'm married now but we can be you can marry him with us to a polyamorous relationship i mean that's something that you need to go online and look up that's nothing sure finding out um you know, the Italian government, let me see your laws on marriage, or there's a number that you can call to get certain information. Like, it's just kind of ridiculous that people just blind faith trust people that they don't know like that. Never met. You always have to have a little skepticism until you are 100% sure of a person. Right. You always have to have a little, I mean, that might be a bad view, but I have seen too many bad things. I have seen too much. I have seen people uh, not in a BDS relationship. There's articles all the time on the internet, on the news, um, here and in the U.S., where they'll be like, oh, I met my soulmate online. The mm -hmm. one person buys a ticket to go to the air, goes to the airport and goes all the way either across the country or even to an, across the ocean to a different country. Right. Only ghosted. Right. Just to be completely ghosted. So they spent, you know, thousand dollars or more and they get ghosted and they don't know what happened. Right. And I and I'm a firm believer in if um and I've done long distance relationships, you know, when I first met my wife, my ex wife, uh met her and then I went back to visit her a couple of times and we did we really sat and discussed what we were trying to do blah 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 
but I really think for some subs and and dominants out there, if a person isn't willing to travel to you, um, then I would I would not think that they're real. And I would put a time frame on that. Like if I've known you for six months and you're engaging me and you really want to be in my life, then you need to make a way to see me or me see you. So, for example, um, as a U.S. citizen, I'm prone to be able to travel anywhere. So if I meet somebody that's in like, I don't know, Damascus or something that might need a visa to care, it's really impossible for them to get, then I would make a, a time to go visit them and, you know, sit down and see them and talk to them and let them know I'm real, opposed to just saying, all right, well, we can do this online thing and, you know, maybe you could just move here and we could get married. We could do all this stuff online. Like, it don't, it doesn't happen like that. And me knowing immigration the way I've gotten to know it since 2004, it is not easy. And what you sign on for, you know, to take care of a person, like, they can't come here and be on welfare or none of that. Like, you really have to financially support this person. So if the relationship goes left and they leave you, you still have to take care of this person. So I think yep. people need to understand the, the the seriousness of of doing these things. And I think it's okay to say all I want is online play. I think that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's only wrong when you say you're real when you know you're fake. That's it. Exactly. You know, exactly. when you do right. I've had I've had women come to my page and play with me and oh, you know, online play, 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 play. And then their husband send me a message. Hey, that's my wife. I don't know what's going on here. Hey, she didn't tell me she was married, but respect, you know, that's done. But but this is the stuff that happens. People just need to be honest with who they are and i think over time people pilots change as far as what they want out of life and out of relationship and i think they need to have those kind of um uncomfortable conversations because that's what relationships are exactly exactly i mean i was married for 17 years and when we first got together everything was good but then about you know i don't know halfway in he started in one completely different direction than i did and right the whole marriage just fell apart. We stayed together because of kids. But then I mm-hmm. ended up, I couldn't take it anymore because he just got so crazy that I ended it. Right. right. And that's how I right. ended up. Right. Right. I mean, and I, and I understand. I was in a, uh, I was in a relationship not too long ago and um, we had two different views on how relationships should go. And of course, someone would say, "Oh, she's just more vanilla," but she had a kink side to her, and that's what we kind of agreed on. But as time, when I realized I wanted to live, uh, as far as relating in the way she saw it, was two different things, and so we had to end it um, mutually because we were going in two different directions, and that ended up in, um, you know, just some bad arguments and some 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 bad things being said and in the end you're like look i care about you enough to let you go so, you know um there's going to be some inconvenience about all this but in the end we're on two different pages and we're great friends but we're horrible lovers and we need to just be honest with that and being honest with that uh, allows us not to hurt one another or and continue to hurt one another or continue to hurt someone right absolutely Absolutely. So, um, you know, people just have to just be more authentic with themselves. And I think um, 
Facebook, social media has allowed people to exercise their worst parts of themselves, their hidden parts, and but they're still not being real. So it's kind of it's got to be more torturous to be able to. I got this whole other life out here. But when I'm over here with this person, I'm a completely different. That's got to be torturous. I would want to live like that. Uh, so many people do. So many bored housewives and bored husbands. They, right. I have, I don't know how many people I have met that are, they have vanilla life, but then they're trying to be kinky online only. Right. Right. And. You never know. You never find out that they're married. That you know, you don't know they are, you know, soccer mom by day and online domain by night. Right, know? right, 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 right. <laughs> it, right. It's one of those things, and I mean, I've been in that situation. I I know what they they go through, but in the end, you have to be honest with yourself and your partner because absolutely everything comes out in the end. Absolutely, and I. And I want to say this for the people that's listening, because I don't want them to think that um, by any means that I'm just so perfect. And I, I realized even through this last relationship that because of her view um, and because of what people might think, I tried to dumb myself down. I wasn't really, you know, like posting images of myself online. I was more of a mystery. And now that that situation has changed and ended, I'm like really just being myself. And I made a promise to myself that this is who I am. I'm embracing it all the way. I'm not going to try to dumb it down to appease someone over public opinion and, you know, not wanting that to be on someone else's like what like someone may come up to my significant other, like, oh, he's into that. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, you let him do that, you know, that kind of stuff. That whole mindset, which is ridiculous. Um, but I realized that I just need to just 100% be myself and, um, and and I just have to find people who are 100% all the way in. They can't be like, I'm understanding of that, even though I don't do it now, nah, then we just can't do it because eventually it comes a crossroads. And it's funny because when I first met you, when we first started talking, I was like, um, I said something to you like, yeah, you put a lot of images. You got, so you was like, yeah, I'm living a lifestyle. 24-7. And I was like, damn, that's that's so freeing to say. And at the time, I wasn't as I wasn't free. I was still like, yeah, I'll do this, but I kind of I kind of tucked myself in a little bit because I don't want too much heat being put on my lady. But now I realize, like after talking to you and and realizing some things that my brother, God rest his soul, has said to me a couple of years ago, you just gotta be yourself. And you gotta deal with people who's willing to um who's Thank willing. You, take you as you are and accept that and deal with the heat from that, right? And I and what I tried to do was I had somebody that was accepting of the lifestyle, but I didn't really want to embarrass them per se or not just or not embarrass them, but I didn't want them to take the heat for how I roll because she might be cool with how we do things, but the but the social pressure on her to have to answer those kind of questions about the lifestyle would just be hella would just be would just it's, it's a lot to ask for someone who is not convicted by it like you are. Exactly. Well, I my situation is different because while my family do know the the overall basis of my books that I've written, the type of dynamic and relationship we have, 
they're in the U.S. and I'm here. So they don't see me every single day or, you know, uh, they don't go to my blog and read all the, the different BDSM related stuff. So that's different. Right. And I still do have I have my vanilla page for, mm-hmm. on Facebook, mm-hmm. which where all the kids and, you know, absolutely friends and post pictures and things like that. And I'm respectful because I don't post any BDSM related stuff because there are too many 10 year olds, five year olds, people with, you know, the babies, kids that might see this. So I don't, I never post anything there on my, on my, uh, non BDS on my BDSM account, then, Oh, I post whatever I can get away with. Right, 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 right. The limitation for that is, uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever rules they have. Right. As far as living the the lifestyle out in the open, I think everybody has to make their own decision. Um, I came to the realization because I've been hospitalized a few times, uh, where I stopped breathing and I was clinically dead, um, Mm -hmm. because of epi related stuff, epilepsy related, uh, issues. Um, after you face that, you 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 have a your attitude towards life changes. I mean, right. you can either try to mold yourself, and which I tried to do when I was married to to my ex. Mm-hmm. I tried to mold myself into a way of making him happy, making right. his very pretentious friends happy. Right. You know, all this stuff. Um, and, and I literally was losing myself little by little. And I was having more seizures and more stress and more this mm. and more that. And you, you can't do that. Right. It makes you realize you have one life and you have to live the life you, you as comfortably as you can in your own way. Right. It, it's not you can't try to make your, your friends happy and your family happy. If you have a spouse, right. you want to stay with that spouse. Yeah, you got to find a compromise. Right. But as far as friends and family, if they don't support you, well, they weren't they weren't your friends and family to begin with. Begin with, right, right. Blood does not make family. Family is those that support you unconditionally. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I've realized it's a tough it, it, for people who believe in societal norms. I know it's a tough. It's a tough. Uh, it's a tough route. I oh, know yeah. it is. I know it is. I know it's a tough route. I know. I know it is. I know it is. But like you said, at the end of the day, you know, like, like unless I'm saying to you at this point now, just like because I work for myself, I really don't have, have any uh, work related issues that I have to really worry about it. So I'm like, yeah, I'm really just going to live it, man. And that's part of the growth in the lifestyle for me as well. It's like, you know, it's just embracing and just going for it 100% and not being ashamed of it. And I wasn't never really ashamed of it, but I was, I try to keep it a little tucked in for someone that I was dating. And I realized, you know what? I ain't tucking it in for them. I am what I am and this is what I do. And if you can roll with it, you can roll with it. If not, that's fine too. Exactly. And you're probably more different now than you were in your mid thirties. Absolutely. 100% I am. Absolutely. And as long as we grow and embrace and change with whatever life throws at us, we right. can find a way to stay happy, but we have to find a balance because again, if you try to just stay 
status quo and you try to, you know, do the whole go to church on Sunday, do family Ooh. dinners, you know, mm. wear starch shirts and mm. wear a color and go to a, you know, that it's, I'm sorry, but I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything. Right. Um, I believe in science. Right. Um, but I don't, I'm not against people who don't believe, who believe in stuff. You believe in something. Hey, good for you. Good for you. Um, right. But that it's like with BDSM, I'm the same way. It polyamory, I'm the same way. It, if something isn't for me, that doesn't mean it's not for you. Right. And I think right. society as a whole would be better off if they open their minds a lot more and stop judging so much. Right. Yes. Judgmental yes. people piss me off. Well, I, you know, I, people just, I'm, you know, people don't have any. Yeah, people just don't have any way of um people can't help it. I, I just I, I embrace it. People can't help it because you know the the herd mentality is just too great. Um people don't want to be wrong. People don't want to get you know, people don't want to get things wrong. So they they're gonna roll with the herd mentality. And I don't wanna be um upset with people for being in the herd. I just can't um part participate in it with them so i have to you know just line myself up with people who think like me and in that way it's a it's a total embrace and it's not an embarrassment kind of thing um but but i but i get that i had to go down this road of trying to tuck myself in to get to a point where like why am i doing that like i really don't have no i don't have a corporate job i run i work for myself like i don't have any issues that if anyone else or all the people that i that i work for you know as an entrepreneur, would have a problem with. They, they wouldn't give no shits about it. They probably, a few of them probably will be a little more interested in me, to tell the truth, but um, it's just not that deep. Not for me. It, I don't have, it don't have to be that deep for me. Exactly. And it's like people who are covered in tattoos. You know, right. they find jobs that they can work with the tattoos. They don't go right. into the... Um, white man's corporate office and have to wear, you know, shirt, tie, and look a certain way to, to fit right. in where if you're a female, you got to wear stockings and high heels and makeup and put your hair in a bun and all that crap. Right. 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 You find what works for you because if you don't, you're not going to be happy. No, you're not going to be happy. And too many people in this life go through life trying to please others and not being happy. Right. Right. But the, the other side of that we should mention is when you find your happiness, you are going to make pe- some people in your life unhappy. You have to live with Absolutely. the consequences. Yes, you do. If, if you're not willing to live with those consequences, then, you know, you have to you have to figure out what's what your priority is. And I and look and I get it. It's tough. <laughs> I get it. It is very tough. It is it's very tough. I get it. And but um you just have to be tactful with it. And and as we were saying just about this whole being a fake thing, like it, it's okay if you have to fake it for, for work purposes and you have to have kind of a, a vanilla page up, right? To for the for your family members and kids. But really outside of that. You should be 100% who you are to whoever you're relating to. So I don't yep. I don't get 
I don't get being anything but myself with someone I'm actually saying is my spouse, my lover, or someone that I'm interacting with in a very intimate way. I don't really get that. Exactly. And and the, there are people have different faces. They show different people. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to show your grandma the face you show your spouse. Right. You're not going to show your parents the face you show your friends. Right. I mean, so that's the reality of how human nature is. And a lot of people don't really understand that. Just because you're in the lifestyle doesn't mean you have to show your grandparents, your parents, everybody in the life that you're, hey, I'm in the lifestyle. Woohoo, you have to accept me no matter what. Right. That doesn't mean that. It means no, it doesn't mean that. And I, there are, oh, that, that reminds me, there are a lot of new people that are, they've been husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've seen two extremes. One extreme is, well, we go to a family function. And my partner is way too submissive. She acts way too submissive when she doesn't act normal. Well, what's right. normal? Fetches me plates of food. She does this. She tries to. Um, she doesn't talk unless I give her permission. And that I had to break up with her because of that. My goodness gracious. And then the, the opposite is we went to a family function and I expected my submissive to be one way. And she would just... Uh, you know, disrespecting me, doing all this stuff. So I broke with, up with her because she wasn't submissive enough at a family function. Right. Oh, goodness gracious. Exactly. So I'm like, why are you ending all your relationship or making, basing your decision over one or two incidents? Why don't you try to find a balance? And to me, right. people who do that didn't want to be in that relationship in the first place. Right. They didn't want to continue that relationship. People, man, I, I'm just a little stuck. You know, um, I'm definitely a little stuck. I'm stuck with it. What you mean? Uh, you know, it just perplexes me sometimes when we think about. We just start talking about. We we, we start off with like a certain dynamic of a relationship and how it really all just comes back to just people being themselves. And how hard that and how hard that really is. How hard it, it is to embrace yourself. Like it's a very it's a very tough thing for people to do. Exactly. I mean, I can honestly say I'm complete I'm a eighty percent different than with this relationship than I was with my last relationship. Right. The reason is is because I'm older and I don't really give a flip. I right. act myself. I embrace the things that make me happy and i'm with someone who encourages that right if if my my old relationship you know discouraged everything i you know if i wanted to dress a certain way no you're gonna wear that uh, mm -mm. you want to change your hair you want to wear purple hair one week and green hair the next week okay old relationship oh it needs to be brown and cut short and this and that and i mean just and when you when you go through so many years of having a condescending attitude mm-hmm. towards you, you eventually say, fuck it. This is me. You don't like it. Fuck off. Right. Yeah. I You know, I've never been that type, you know, to be kind of I'm always a, I'm a very encouraging person. 
Um, so I just don't get it. If I don't agree with something, I just don't agree with it. But that kind of control over the people, I'm just like, yo, you just never accepted the person for who they were. You know, if you accept the person for who they are, those type of things don't, you want your hair green. My, you know, even my daughter said to me, Dad, Dad, do you mind if I get my hair like this? My hair? I was like, I don't care what you do with your hair as long as your grades are straight. Like, I don't, I don't care. I'm a barber. I, yeah, you know, I, uh, hair is hair for me. Um, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever makes you feel good about yourself, I say do that before you drive me crazy about some shit that you don't like about yourself. But, um, you know, try to control people. It's just too much energy. It, I, I need to, there's so much stuff on my plate. Like you said, you have a whole lot of stuff on your plate that you have to do during the day. You can't focus on what someone else is doing. I expect that we're adult enough that we're doing what we say we're supposed to be doing. And if that doesn't, and if you're not, eventually that's going to come, that's going to come to the surface and we can address that then. But other than that, I'm not going to be looking to see if you're doing your job, like you should be doing your job. Exactly. And that's the thing that, um, that's the thing that a lot of dominants, old school dominants understand that people our age that are coming into their own understand that. But a lot of people in their 20s and 30s haven't reached that point yet. I, I say, I mean, that's just, I mean, yes, I, I, I think it's sad. Um, I think it's sad, but what can we do? I, I, say- I think it's sad. Yeah, I do, too, because one of the scariest things I ever did was stand up for myself and get myself out of a situation where it was harmful to me. Right. And uh, I got myself out of that situation when nobody in my family and none of my friends would help me or believe me because my ex was so convincing that he was right and I was wrong. And they all, all the, all the people that I thought were my friends from there, I am mm-hmm. no longer friends with. Mm. Wow. Mhm. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, because it becomes a whole like circle that, like, kind of what I was saying. Like, you get into, you know, like me trying to talk myself in for the friends. Like, other people are also controlling the things that go on in your relationship, and that's kind of. And it's really kind of some passive aggressive kind of stuff. It's really, uh, I just find it to be weird. You know? Exactly. And, and, and I don't really don't care about what other people think. Like, I don't want to live my life based upon what your friends are thinking. You, you well, know, that's, that's. Yeah, that's me. The only person that I care about their opinion is my partner, the joining. Absolutely. As you should. I care about his opinion. He cares about mine. Other than that, you know, who cares? You're not, you're not living with me. You don't have to deal with me. Right. Thankfully, I'm in a position where I work for myself as well with, you know, the online stuff, the books. So I don't really have to answer to anybody else but Padrone. Right. So it's, it's. That's the other thing we have to think about, though, in a BDSM world. We we have to we when we when you and I are lucky because our partners or our lifestyles afford us the luxury of being like this. But there right. are a lot of people who don't because they do have to answer to their families and they do feel the need to to please everybody. Right. But I hope one day they grow out of it and realize you're not going to be happy if you please everybody else except for yourself. 
And I'm not saying please yourself in a selfish way, not in a narcissistic way. Right. I'm saying, you know, make yourself happy without trying to make everybody else miserable. Right. But if you are extremely unhappy with your life, do something to change it. And that's, you know, and that's scary. And I get it. And especially when people have been in relationships with people for years and years and years. It's it's very... It's scary. It's scary as hell. But what's even scarier is just being miserable every day with somebody. I just couldn't. I can't stand that because I I don't know if I'm going to die and come back or whatever. But I I know right now, uh, like I I enjoy peace and happiness as much as I can. And I don't believe in being miserable with somebody. I was always taught you could do bad by yourself. So I'm not going (laughs) to hang in some misery for long. My grandfather told me that. So I know damn sure I'm not going to hang in no misery, but for so long. Exactly. And you have to find a way, no matter your situation, to dig yourself out. Yes. And and, and know that everything is going to be right. Like, there's going to be other people. There's going to be other things that's going to happen positive for you once you change your energy. Um, honestly, it, like, talk about my last relationship. Um, when that ended, things positive. Things positively happen for her and things positively happen for me. And sometimes you don't realize that we just holding each other up sometimes, just trying to hold on to what we think is our thing. But really, you know, you, you move out the way and it's like, well, here's better things for you and better things for her. All and right? that actually happened to my ex as well. And, and I don't think he realizes it, but... His lifestyle is a lot easier now. Right. With with his new sugar mama. So <laughs> that's a whole new that's a whole other thing. Right, that's a whole other thing. Right, 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 right. But he's with the kind of people he likes and I'm with who I like. So right. it's not you you trying to to stay together just because you've been together for so long. Sometimes you just have to look and end it and have that very extremely hard conversation with your partner. Right. And if neither one of you want to move on your beliefs, if your life has gone in two completely different directions and you can't find a way to come back, Mm -hmm. then maybe you need to look elsewhere. I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, marriage is work and partnerships Mm -hmm. are work and, you know, it's never an easy road and you shouldn't give up. There are some times where you just have to give up. Right. And, you, and, you know, and to um, to kind of wrap it all up um, for people that's getting into the lifestyle and people that are out there kind of half assing or faking it. Uh, I think one of the one of the keys that we're saying is, number one, you have to vet. You have to vet, vet properly, take your time, get to know someone. Uh, if you act desperate, you're going to get what desperation gets you, which is not much. And um, ask very intrusive questions. And if a person is not willing to answer the most intrusive questions, then they're hiding something. And that's a exactly. and that should be a concern. What would you What would you say in in conclusion? A very good talk. It went way in many different directions as usual. As usual. Hopefully, 
Oh yeah, but hopefully your listeners will will find some comfort or some advice in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, how to live a life and and look, we stay and we sit here and talk to you guys not as perfect people in the lifestyle, but as people who've grown in the lifestyle who knows what it is to you know come in and be a newbie and grow and have experiences, but also as two people who actually run social media pages that actually invite other people to come to us and share their experiences and their and their everything you know we get craziness she gets dick pics i get titty pics and we get all kind of crazy conversations but we also get some really healthy people that we can build with like each other and um it's important that people know you know though you know don't be ashamed of where you are and just be authentic. I think this is the hardest thing to do in any relationship dynamic. But being authentic won't get you hurt as badly as you can get hurt being in this lifestyle. Because a lot of the kink of the lifestyle deals with putting yourself in some uncompromising positions. Exactly. And, what, and there's a lot of people out there with pain inside them that their objective is to share that pain on yep. someone. Yep. Or they use BDSM online as an escape fantasy world, whereas right. to your partner, it might not be. Right. So then uh, if you're faking it, you're going to hurt other people as well if you they don't know you're a fake. Right. 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 Yep. And so thank you. Michelle for being on I appreciate you so much I love talking to you always we always have these nice long conversations I wish we could have it more often but you know you being all the way over there me being all the way over here and the hour time difference is just crazy but can you um before we go can you just let everybody know again like where they can find your your books and your um your blogs and and all the other social sites sure if you uh google Michelle Fagatofi you'll find I'm pretty much everywhere um, mm-hmm. If you want to go to my blog, I have a lifestyle blog that's not only about BDSM, but it's um, I also cover epilepsy, um, my fitness journey, all kind of stuff um, at michellefagatofi.org. Mm-hmm. Um, then if you want to take a look at my books, go to Amazon. I'm on Kindle. I'm on Google Play, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, you name it, I'm there. Great, 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 great. And you guys already know me, Sir Inc. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter, which I need to do a better job at. I need to be on Twitter more, guys. But, you know, you guys can find me. And it's I-I-N with a Q. And we appreciate you for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. That was quite an experience, wasn't it? Tune in again for a fresh release of Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast.